back to the Out of Towners Two Footed series. I'm Steve. I'm Sam. And this week, the topic that we are going in hard on is refereeing and VAR. This will be a short one. <laughs> Said nobody ever on yeah. the Out of Towners. Um, we both had a look at refereeing. Me a little bit more in depth, having mm. spoken to a few, um, I say lower leagues, some semi-professional referees and lower league referees. Um, I think it's important because we as fans, we, we look at referees as, as almost like an enemy, don't we really? Well, they are the enemy, aren't they? Because they're making decisions constantly against the team and you start to build up personalities of certain referees. You build up, these referees build up a reputation. So the only time you, you often see these referees is, I mean, I, I go to Anfield, I go to away games. Uh, obviously, we watch Match of the Day, we watch Sky Sports and you see these referees and really, it's, it's human nature, it's fan nature to basically focus on the negatives. So if one referee constantly makes decisions against, or perceived decisions against you and you watch them in a game that doesn't include your team, you're going to pick up on, well, that's wrong as well, that's yeah. wrong as well. I think a lot of this is the perception. It is perception. Of fans. It is, yeah, of course. But it's, it's very easy to make these links. It is. You're in the middle of it. I mean, we're not naive enough to think that everything wrong in the game boils down to the man in the middle, are we? Oh, I'd like to think not anyway. Beyond, no, far beyond that. <laughs> but I think there has been an increasing trend over the last few years, especially now there's cameras on everything, where some referees are wanting to maybe secure themselves a book deal. <laughs> yes, yeah. Once they've finished their career. I think one of the issues as well um, with this perception is these, these men in the middle, these referees, these assistant referees, these fourth officials, they're in a position of authority. Yeah. And some people just don't like authority. It's as simple as that. Some people do not react well Interesting to authority. you're saying that as a Liverpool fan. <laughs> well, saying nothing to our Merseyside no, no, listeners. But it's true. People don't like authority. Um, and Especially when there's a perception that, that authority is abused. Yeah, I think that's been the issue, isn't it, lately? Mm. Um, this, this word inconsistency. Yeah, and, and that's... I was going to mention... Um, the first thing that we're going to look at was a couple of major gripes that mm. I'd say just fans in general have. And, and I've said inconsistency is a big yeah. one. Um, and that's not just inconsistency in, uh, in like we mentioned during the weekly roundup uh, a couple of weeks ago, we mentioned inconsistency in time-wasting. It's the inconsist- inconsistency in the types of fouls that are given, isn't it? The thing is, for me, they're not robots who no. are all programmed exactly the same. They all have different tolerances. They are trained they are, the same. That's but I'm coming to that. They are a professional outfit who are refereeing one of the world's best leagues. Mm. How two referees cannot come to the same conclusion in the middle as each other in two different games isn't good enough. It isn't at the moment. No, I, you can understand why it happens sometimes. But in my view as a fan, and I'm not, I've not got statistics ahead, and I'm sure Mike Riley would tell me that 99.9% of decisions are all correct. Um, but I seem to feel that decision-changing games are getting uh, are being made more often by referees and they're getting those incorrect. But that could just be, uh, like one of the referees that I spoke to said, that could just be because there's more scrutiny on the game now. Yeah. There are cameras everywhere. Um, each game means so much now. It doesn't matter whether it's a league game, a cup game, whether it be in September or in April. Each game means so much to everybody now. 
So it could be. It's again, the money, it's, isn't it? It's that word perception, though, isn't it? It is perception. It's the money as well. You look at your season at the minute um, and cities and, and everything. If you if a decision is made that stops you getting top spot or maybe drops you down to third or fourth, mm. that's millions and yeah. millions of pounds mm. lost. And for a team who's always tried to get to the top of the league, that's a player who could make the difference. Yeah. And I think that's I think that's the be all end all of this it idea of, of referees versus the world. And I, th- I think referees need to understand that as well. Um, they say there's not enough respect, and we'll come on to that in a while because there, there maybe not isn't enough respect no. for referees. But these referees also need to understand that they they have the futures of these players and these managers in their hands. They could be the difference between getting a manager the sack and keeping a manager in his job. They could be the difference between a player winning a trophy and not winning a trophy and getting a, a financial bonus and not getting a financial bonus. And that's where this inconsistency lies. Mm. Uh, there's been more than one occasion this season, and this just this season, where especially this issue of the, uh, and it's apt that word, the name of our new segment, two-footed. the two-footed tackles. Yeah. You look at some of these two-footed tackles. Now, I get the idea that if the intent is there, there needs to be a caution. But for me, we've seen two-footed tackles this season where the ball has been won and either the, 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 the opposing player has fallen over the sliding player due to, but the, momentum, that, due yeah. to the momentum, or maybe they've caught them maybe with a, with a side or yeah. an arm maybe as they've gone past. But for me, I've seen where that's been given as a yellow. Mm. I've also been seen where a referee has put both arms out and said, play on, that's not... A, that's perfectly well, fine. Mentioning these kind of challenges, I've uh, I wanted to talk about exactly this type. There was the bowley challenge. Uh, yeah, Wolves at the Etihad, uh, where he gets sent off. For it. He wins the ball, but goes through the player, yeah. um, and he got a red card for that. An almost identical challenge to that was Company for City against Liverpool. Yeah, and he got a yellow card. Now we can argue all day whether the uh, it's, it's a yellow card challenge or a red card challenge. My view is that. As soon as a player leaves the ground, if there's a part of their body that's not touching the ground, they are out of control and it's a red card. And that's what I was led to believe a few years ago. Mm. That seems to have changed slightly now because company had left the ground and only got a yellow card. Yeah. Um, I believe, and it's, in, it's, it's consistency that we need, whether it's a yellow card or a red card is almost secondary. They both have to be one. One ha- yeah. they both, both the challenges either have to be a yellow card or both the challenges have to be a red card. And that's my point. In the, in the Premier League, where the referees get in, I mean, they're not exact statistics, but they're getting paid £80,000, £90,000 a year. Mm. To, to Probably more if they're getting some of the bigger games in the FA Cup for yeah. in, the, in the Champions League as well. It, but as an average, maybe, that's, the, that's mm. what they're getting paid at that top level. Why are they not working hard in pre-season to get these inconsistencies closer there's always going to be inconsistency yeah because it's human it's a human yeah it's a human thing that they're judging the game on but for me and i'm sure as you said mike dean will come out and say 99.9 percent of the decisions mike Ryan, have, yeah. mike Ryan, did i say mike dean yeah we'll come on to mike dean yeah yeah <laughs> sorry i'm getting ahead of myself You're jumping ahead I'm excited yeah. <laughs> uh, no yeah mike riley would probably say yeah 99.9 percent correct You've got to work harder because then the perception of the football. Why is the public perceiving there's so much inconsistency between mm. two referees? 
if that bolly challenge and the company challenge were two different things when they were when they were very very similar mm. what's going on there yeah and i think this harks back to i can't remember we were talking on mike or what last week we were talking to danny in terms of of it the refer, referees as an as an entire team need to be more open yeah so i think we were, were we on mike for that we were on mike where we're Dan, on. danny danny thought hi danny by the way uh danny thought that they should come out after games uh, and that kind of leads us into our next point um our next gripe mm. and this is this perceived there's that word again uh perception this perceived arrogance from referees <laughs> now they could yeah. be they could be i don't know any of these referees personally and the referee that i've spoken to this year has been fantastic yeah. really nice guy uh, really helpful and I can't imagine you having, uh, having an arrogant bone in his body. Um, but now we're talking at the top level where Danny also mentioned that football is now, a, it's almost an entertainment industry, isn't it? It is a sport, but these footballers, these managers now are being, are being paid almost as much as film stars. And people yeah. go, to, uh, go to a pub, uh, they go to a stadium, and they, uh, more often than not, yeah, yeah they want the team to win, but they want to be entertained. Yeah. And, you get the feeling sometimes that referees get caught up in this. The, yeah. The, look, there's been referees who, at certain football grounds, you know the, the the outcome of a decision before it's even made. Yeah. I think there are some referees in, in history who have, as you say, got carried away in it all. Yeah. And I think it becomes very evident. I think... I think it goes back to your point of them being human, where we talk about how referees should ref the game in isolation, where they shouldn't make decisions based on players' reputation. But they are human, so they're going to. So in a, in a sp- I know they shouldn't, but in a split second, like the Raheem, we spoke to Danny about the Raheem Sterling uh, deal about him not getting penalties. Yeah. Obviously, as this reputation is going down early, uh, going down easily, and in a split second, when a referee has to make a decision between penalty and not. It's going to go into his mind. Well, he's done it before. He's got away with it before. It is. No it's penalty. the professional side of things. Yeah, yeah. It's about bettering yourself. I, I get what you're saying, but what they should be doing to counteract that is they should be looking at footage every single week of Raheem Sterling going down mm. and making decisions based on whether they are dives or falling over or whatever it is. And and, and that experience, not, not names, not stadiums, yeah, not just... fans, the experience that they've had of that player and the research mm. that they've done should all be based on that. Like I said, this is the one of the top, if yeah. not the top league it in is, the yeah. world. It's interesting though. Um, you, I've read many uh, a football autobiography or biography um, and these footballers say, almost down to a man, the best referees that they've come across are the ones that they can have a dialogue with, the ones that you can yeah. talk with. And there are certain referees and now and in the past that just seem to want to make it all about them. You see players want to talk to them, and I don't mean the, the likes of Wayne Rooney who scream abuse in the face. I mean the more mild-mannered players who try and discuss decisions with them. You see them just kind of... Just, they gesticulate them away, you know, they wave them away. With yeah, them. I mean, the likes of Mike Dean I, will not discuss stuff. I'm a big fan of do not talk to the referee unless you are the captain or you are alongside the captain. I think, as you said, that... There is this idea of dialogue, but this street is very, very narrow. Yeah. There's a there, there isn't much room between having a conversation and shouting. But abuse. I've seen I've seen like John Henson rarely gives abuse to officials, like if if any time. But I've seen him waved away by refs when he's wanted to talk to them. 
And that, I think that's wrong. I, I, think, I think it's wrong. I think as if a captain, captain, if a captain was to talk to a referee about a decision he's made, and he's just kind of like almost palmed away by this yeah. referee, and it, you talk about Mike Dean's theatric, his theatrical oh, way of being. That, it's just that just screams, "Look at me!" It, that, and it, I generally think it's the idea of they're wanting to sell a book at the end of the career. <laughs> well, look at Jeff Winter. Jeff Winter is yeah. a massive one. He, he, I mean, I'm surprised I've not seen him on telly for a little bit. He's probably also on a book tour. But he's usually writing for some paper. He's usually on Sky. He's, you, you see them, you see, like, Graham Paul as well, like, famous for giving someone three yellow cards without even sending them <laughs> up in an international game. These referees who weren't perfect in their time make their living now criticising current referees. But they also, they built this reputation as being these, these, authorita- these authoritative figures who no one was allowed to talk to. No, yeah. go, Winter was always, go away, I'm right, go away, I'm yeah. right, go away. And that, to fans, when you see that, it automat- there's an automatic disconnect. Yeah, because... And coming, and coming back to Danny's point, I agree that that disconnect between the referee and the fans would be eradicated if referees were given a platform, not, not necessarily straight after a game, but given a platform to speak about some of the decisions they made. Right, I gave that decision. Right, I can see it's wrong now. But if you look where I was, this is this is my yeah. view. And and I know you said on um, on a previous episode that it has to be a controlling moment. I agree, but I do think and I and I showed you the um, the the answers when I when I sent this questionnaire out to these referees. Yeah, you did, yeah. I asked the question: Do you think referees should front up after the end of uh, the end of games, whether they've had a good performance or a bad performance? And uh, I asked the question of of three referees two of them said no they're scrutinised enough as it is and one of them made the point Danny made and said it, it would make them seem more human it would make them seem more connected to the game and I like that it's refreshing yeah. from an actual referee to say yeah let's come out and say if we've made a mistake fair enough let's hold our hands and up do you know the one thing I think that proves that I think every a lot of the people I've spoke to you know football fans and things have watched the Gary Neville, Jamie Carragher yeah, yeah. masterclass things that they did really in four good. episodes. Really good. But it wasn't, I didn't, I wasn't fascinated just by them two, although they're fantastic no, yeah, entertainment. I was more interested in seeing what they did mm. to, to get to that top level yeah. and all those decisions and things where they had the, the players playing and they were making those decisions and they had all the technology and they were yeah. they were talking openly in that area. All the referees around. See more of that. We want yeah, to exactly. see more of that. Yeah. All the referees, they're a team. Yeah. We get that, they're a team. They're going to back each other. So let them back each other. Let them come out, let them speak. Even if it's, I think Danny mentioned about, even if it's like pre-prepared questions yeah. in which referee is seen, which where the body is seen, in which it's in a controlled environment yeah. where they're allowed to cut anything that's not on you know, not on word or whatever, but have it open. Allow referees to sort of say, yeah, I'm wrong. Or in in the other side of things, I got that right, didn't I? <laughs> you know, no one's, no one's, I think there's been decisions where... It builds where, bridges. For me. It does build it bridges. Like I was going to say, when you watch Match of the Day and, you, and, you're, and you're stewarding, you're thinking, that's a wrong decision. Mm. It's times like that where you see a replay and, it, and actually the referee's made a great decision yeah. involved. Yeah, actually, that's pretty good. It, it, oh, it, is, it, it is important to say stuff like that, though, isn't it? Of course it they is. They do get a lot of decisions right. but it, A heck of a lot of decisions. Yeah. In split-second time. Split they are very talented people. Yeah. But there is, and, and I'll use this word again, there is a disconnect between the refs and the fans where you can argue until the cows come on whether that's right or wrong, whether these fans should be able to be angry at refs. 
But my opinion is the best type of ref, and people can argue with me all you want. The best type of ref is one that you you either don't know the name or you don't re- you don't see them during a yeah. game. And there are very few refs in the Premier League now who don't shy away who, who shy who do shy away from the camera. They they they, they seem to like the spotlight that they're yeah, under. Yeah, it's it's. And I don't want a personality for my referee. You need you need a strong character. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, but you. You don't need a personality like Mike Dean who's putting his arms up all the time and gesticulating and looking like the headmaster of a school. Like John Moss as well. John Moss is a... I'm sorry. John Moss is a really poor referee and I've read articles from other referees as well um, out of the game. So this is an unbiased opinion. Unbiased, obviously. He is a really poor referee but he's one of those who you can't talk to. He seems like there's no... There's no dialogue between the players and him. He is right and everybody else is wrong. And that w- that's what causes the pro- the problem. He might be a really nice guy. He, I mean, he probably yeah. is a really nice guy. But there's a disconnect because there's this persona of certain referees where they just try and be head teachers all yeah, the time. Yeah, but this is this is a, an attitude with footballs in general. I, I, I Again, I'm going to go into something that I hate. It's this crowd of the referee. Yeah. But if a referee isn't strong enough to point at the captain and point at the player and bring them forward and say to the rest, go away. Mm. If he's not able to sort of Point them out, push well, them. It's not good enough. Bring them It's not good enough. Yeah, I think it's that it's that need to get the game moving again. Yeah, but twenty seconds to get a decision right, or to at least calm the situation yeah. down, in which means that a red card's not going to be given in terms of in terms of changing the entire game. It needs to be done. That point, that twenty seconds, is a great great point because I don't think enough referees give them give themselves that thinking time. No, they don't. Sometimes. I've seen red cards given like that, split seconds. They've not yeah. gone over and spoken to the assistant ref. They've not spoken to the fourth official. They've literally just gone for the pocket red or gone for the pocket yellow. They need to give themselves thinking time and not enough refs do that. Exactly, especially in the modern game. Yeah. I mean, in, in, in history, the referee, big dog, that, yeah. you're gone. You're gone. But that's not, that's not today. There's too much hinging on the decision that referee makes. Yeah. And if it's the wrong decision, there's too many knock-on effects yeah. of, of that decision. And I think in terms of talking about that taking 20 seconds, I think it moves us nicely it does, yeah. onto the final part of referee talk in terms of VAR. VAR, we, I mean, we've mentioned it a couple of times in our weekly roundup, haven't we, uh, VAR, and how um, we're both in favour of it. Absolutely. I think we're both in favour, but I think we both have uh, trepidation as how it's going to be used, don't we? It needs to be used correctly. Yeah. It needs to... It can, football fans... When we say correctly, what would you mean? Effectively. It okay. needs to be used effectively. How would you use it effectively? It needs to be used in a way that allows referees to know they've made the right decision. For me, a referee has to make the decision first yeah. before they then consult the VAR. Yeah. And I think it's this pride thing in referees, which is all, which is what we're talking about. Yeah. I think at the minute, something happens, a goal goes in, and they, they don't say, oh, that's a goal. They turn around and it's off to VAR. Yeah. They, I think for me... What needs to change is a decision needs to be made, goal, red card, whatever it is, then it's checked. It, it all depends on the timing of the game, though, doesn't it? Um, not not I was for at, me. I was, at, I was at Anfield last night. Um, for, well, I was at Anfield. I've been at Anfield a few times this, this year where, for the Champions League, and they've, they've implemented. Brag about and it. <laughs> they've implemented a thing where it seems to infuriate fans, but once you realise why they do it, it's understandable. It's where they flag. For offside, really late. So the the assistant referees, I keep calling the lines them linesmen. The assistant referees have now been told 
to flag late until the, that passage of play is done, just to give time. So if something, if it is wrong, then they can go back to it. So they leave yeah, the yeah. delay. So I mean, the flag didn't go against PSG and then against Bayern a few times. You're screaming for the flag to go. You're saying he's offside. He's offside. And it doesn't go up for a good five, what seems five or ten seconds. Which in the middle of it is a long time. It, it, it does feel it? like yeah. a long time. And then obviously the free kick is given. But the point is, VAR look at it and say, right, he isn't offside, carry on playing. Or he's offside, pull it back. Yeah. So it gives that ten second delay, they carry on playing. and then, So it seems like they're delaying themselves and they're making a mistake. But, but actually, I like that. Yeah, no, because it's a good it, idea. Yeah. To flow. Fans need to know and that's also, the purpose. And also, players now need to relearn how to play the game because yeah. the amount of times you see a striker looking to the right, looking to the right to see the flag's gone up. And that's the point I'm making. Players need to get used to that kind yeah. of change. I'm, and I'm sure, and this is just with offsides, I'm sure there'll be other changes yeah. um, with regards how decisions are made uh, with VAR it goes down to grassroots doesn't it I mean the amount of times that you hear play to the whistle play to the whistle play to the whistle mm. regardless of what's happening yeah. that's what it needs to go back to it needs yeah. to go back to play until you hear the exactly. whistle I mean that was all, that was always what you were taught uh, I'm, I'm sure you were taught that in rugby yeah. and I was taught that in football as well play until the whistle don't expect a foul don't expect it's a throw and just keep going until you hear the whistle and if they do that if footballs do that then there won't be an issue exactly at the times that VAR does come into play for for me, it needs to be, it needs to be for those big decisions. Yeah. You nobody in football, nobody in the world wants the pin. That it was that a throw in. No. Who did it come off? No. Who cares? Yeah. Really, in that in it's, that, it's the unless it leads to a goal. It's the penalty decision. decisions. It's the offside yeah. decisions. It's the bad tackles. It's exactly. Things like that, yeah. But f- I, I'm a big fan, and I think we've spoken, haven't we? About I, I'm a huge fan of cricket. Yeah. And the way they've intertwined technology within cricket is spectacular yeah I think I was talking to you earlier on wasn't I and I was saying the umpires you know you, you look at referees you look at umpires they've got a historic sort of history behind them historic history that's a strange <laughs> that's way that's a to great say. phrase yeah. historic history yeah they've got a great history behind them yeah they have <laughs> and, and, it's, and a proud history as well yeah but for me umpires have got themselves to the next level now because it the technology just pinpoints just how flaming accurate they are. Yeah. You know, balls are balling 90 miles an hour and they make the decision, is it out of LBD? Was there a nick? They make that decision. So that's the flip side, isn't it then? So we're talking about VAR highlighting mistakes. In a negative way. In a negative way. Whereas actually, it could show the fans, actually, the refs are getting it right. Yeah. That's right, that's right, that's right. But again, to play devil's advocate, I also think VAR will help referees as a kick up the backside because I don't think and I, I've heard loads of um, ways of implementing VAR with, as it is now or with challenge system um, either way I think it would force an officiating team obviously the, the refs and the linesmen and the fourth official as a team uh, it will force them to improve their game because no referee no linesman will want to be seen as getting six or seven decisions wrong per game. Oh. And that will be pointed out by, by VAR. They will not They will not want the morning's newspaper pointing out that Mike Dean got six decisions wrong. Was overruled six was overruled times. six times, yeah. So I think that's only human nature to say, right, I don't want to be on the front yeah. page of, of being caught out. I'm going to do better. And I'm going to be links, better. Like we're talking about, if they're more open and they're more human, then we as fans 
most fans will understand that sometimes they have a bad day at the office. Yeah, of course. But that's where the ear comes to pick up the pieces. Yeah. And that's why in cricket, you've got the technology which picks up the pieces in terms of if an incorrect decision is made, they then are able to go back and make the correct decision. Yeah. I think at the end of the day, it's this pride thing with referees. It does seem that way. I mean, we could, again, if you're a referee, talk to us, tell us. Um, we're just fans. Uh, you you might be listening to this thinking these lads know absolutely we'll go all and if you're thinking that at Terrence's podcast yeah, where you tweet can find us, us please <laughs> um, obviously I retweet us uh, from my personal Twitter account and I'm sure Sam does as well if if you see it tweet us back if you're a referee and you disagree tweet us back um, I know the referees that I spoke to are all in favour of VAR but they all they're all in favour with a big but and it is like you said how it's used. And technology is only as good as the people using it. And it's these yeah. VAR officials who will be using it. And they need to be... We don't know how, how they're going to be trained. We don't know how it's how um, how effective it's going to be until it obviously comes in. All we see are the sporadic moments that it overrules a goal or it gives a goal, you know, uh, in, yeah. the, in, the cup, in, in the cup competitions. Um, the one argument that really winds me up, and I said this to you off mic, didn't I, is... Is the old hat the archaic view? Oh well, it it takes away from the debate in the pub. We should be do, we we can just it takes away things that we can discuss in the pub. Was that a red card? Was it a that's absolute rubbish. I mean, Stuart Pearce is one of these people who isn't in isn't in favour of VAR, and he seemed to look at the F, uh, the FA Cup, the, the World Cup, as a reason to to support his theory. Whereas I thought, apart from a couple of cock ups. I thought it worked pretty well in the World Cup. Yeah. Apart from a this few delays. This is a delays. really brand new it is, it is. technology. And to use the World Cup as a stick to beat it with, and then to say, well, it takes away from discussion. No, it doesn't take away from discussion because fans don't want to be discussing discussing over social media in a pub. Wherever they discuss the game, they don't want to be arguing over refereeing decision. That's what it is. It, exactly. it builds a, bridge, a barrier between, exactly. between two sides, not, they, not a discussion. No, they want to be... Discuss whether the manager got his team selection wrong. Discuss yeah. whether the tactics were wrong. Discuss whether... Discuss the world that Almiron's going to score this weekend. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Discuss the form of certain players. Discussion of a refereeing decision shouldn't be a reason not to bring in VAR. No, it's absolutely... It's a ridiculous argument. Ridiculous. It's a ridiculous argument, isn't it? And it is one that I hear a lot. And people keep peddling it out. And it's just... Be quiet, please, because it's completely irrelevant. Technology's going to come in whether they like it, it is, or not. It is, and it is. And I think it, it's going to change the game. These people, ways. like Stuart Pearce, are going to have to be dragged kicking and screaming into the 21st century. Or just century. left behind. Yeah, left behind. There right. is, I'm sure I prefer that. Let's yeah, leave yeah. them behind. Exactly. Let's leave them behind. You know, it, it has improved the game of cricket no end. Yeah. Um, and it's improved other sports as well. Tennis. Tennis. Technology's improved football. Goal line technology. We no longer have any debates or discussion well, as to whether something was a goal the or not. The City game where John Stones yeah, somehow it. got a little tour. Now, if that wasn't, if we didn't have goal line technology, we'd still be debating. Yeah, I'm sure Liverpool fans would be saying that definitely went in, and City and fans would be saying his head now to go. John Stones' reactions there were world class. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? it, it, it turns a negative to a positive. So technology, yeah, exactly. So technology has it already improved football one way. Let it improve it yeah. in other ways. But it's not going to get it right first time. No. But let them do it. Let them get there. Let it improve the game. And let it help referees. And let's make sure referees help themselves as well. Yeah. I think they, 
this is such a big topic, and I think this will rumble on. Oh, it'll rumble on for. I mean, it's it's just a, it's an ongoing football. Yeah, topic it has been for years, and it'll it? be and it will be very interesting to see next season in particular because obviously you only see it sporadically during the cup games. And I said that earlier. But when you see uh, VAR week in, week out in the Premier League yeah. and how referees react to it, it'll be very interesting. And I'm sure this won't be the last two footy we do on the topic of referees. Not a chance, no. Um, and with that, I think all we can say now is uh, come and find us on Twitter at Terrorist Podcast. We'd love to hear from you there. Um, tell us if you agree. Tell us if we're talking absolute tripe. Which we do. <laughs> we know we do. But tell us. We like to hear that we're talking <laughs> absolute we, uh, we will see you on Saturday for another episode of the main podcast, The Roundup. Yeah. And uh, we'll be back with you next week for another episode of Two Footed. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for joining us.